1: Yak yeah, Gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake for all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs. Go to eastport.info. Now, let's get this show started.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the reel Down on Panel and Finn. Uh, just going to be me tonight, Jimmy's. You know, everybody's got stuff going on. It's that time of the year. Uh, But me, I I didn't, you know, Memorial Day just passed. Didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Worked on trailer and did family stuff. And today I won the yard of the year or whatever for my neighborhood. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Can't believe that happened. So like you get older. I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but you get older, something you never cared about. And now my, you know. Working on my lawn, had trees removed and pine straw. It's, dude, I'm, I'm getting so old. But, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about KFL Kayak Fishing League. Um, and we've got two guys on here. we got got uh, Greg Nosar, the owner and commissioner of the KFL and also the owner of the Washington Warhawks. And Randy Newton, the owner of the Deep South Kraken.
3: That's the right. Newest,
2: the newest team. Yeah, the man.
4: <laughs> By the way, I am not the owner of Washington Warhawks. I turn that over to Will Brewer because I have oh, way okay. too much going on. So, but it's all good though, man.
2: Just the the star player.
4: There's there's some hammers on that team, man. That you never heard of, man. I'm I'm excited for it, man. We 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 have a good team, real good team.
2: There you go. Cool. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. We'll we'll give y'all a chance to say who you are and who your team is. Randy, we'll start with you, man.
3: All right. Well, um, Randy Newton with the uh, deep South Kraken down here in Florida. One of the three teams down here in Florida, last minute arrival to the party, but not late to the dance. Let's put it that way. Um, we are, uh, excited for this year, uh, and definitely looking forward to the kickoff this weekend against the Florida copperheads. That is going to be a blast at the 10 and we are ready to, uh, just get it going. Um, been doing this now for a little while, you know. Have the KAF uh, Sunshine State Trail down here in Florida, and so a lot of these anglers. I think we have a total of thirty of them that are involved in the KFL. So uh-huh. we are excited to see what's going to transpire. Not only do we have the three teams, but we also have a couple anglers with the Southern Slayers, and then also uh, with a couple other teams in uh, South Carolina. So we are we are really excited for uh, just the flux of uh anglers coming out of the KAF and be a part of this
2: cool and uh, you have your own podcast
3: that's right we uh do our show normally on monday nights at 8 p.m and because of memorial day we took a week off but we'll be back hitting it hard next week because we also have our very last trail stop the following saturday so we are going to get ready to wrap that up for the season Cool. which is weird to say that we're finishing our season when everybody else is starting
2: (laughs) yeah but what 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 podcast is it? People don't know. Kayaking Kings of man. Florida.
3: You look us right up on YouTube, Facebook. Kayaking of Florida. You can learn anything you want about the state of Florida and companies and also locations throughout the state.
2: Cool. All right, Mister Nosara, the 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 man with the plan, the the brain of all this. Tell to, to <laughs> if they don't know who you are, never heard of you. Tell them who you are and everything about the KFL they need to know.
4: Yeah, Greg Nosar, um, founder creator of the KFL, man. Um, it's been it's been quite a ride. We started last year, started with seventeen teams all across the country. Added over to the twenty eighteen season, uh, this season, man. And if you don't, if you follow like sports and you know what the NFL is and Major League Baseball and NBA, that's kind of how this is all structured. Um, there's Eight players on each team, four start each game, and it's a home and away games. There's four home games and four away games for each team. And, um, man, it's, it's been real. I mean, it's, you know, the sponsors are involved and, and team sponsors. There's corporate sponsors. Um, it's an eight-game season with a playoff format, and it's uh, basically there's two conferences, kind of like the North and South Conference um, of the KFL. Um, and there's three divisions. Your the whole goal is to win your division, uh, or win the conference, and then there's bye weeks, and you know, it, it's like an NFL playoff system. So, uh, until we get a champion, and we have quote unquote the Super Bowl of KFL or the KFL championships going to be held on uh, Lake Chickamauga in, um, in October. And uh, it's going to be exciting, man. It's really, really cool. Something new, something that's really not been done before in fishing, especially kayak fishing. So, uh, you know, it's been absolutely amazing, though. It's been a lot of fun. And a lot of anglers, their feedback last year was, this is the funnest I've ever had fishing. And we learn from one another. There's a camaraderie that happens, and uh, you develop fans. And, I mean, it's just so cool. It's so much fun.
2: And and really – you know, if somebody has never heard of the KFL or if somebody's been on the fence or they haven't, you know, they they just haven't haven't thought much about it. It is amazingly like I'm I'm amazed to see what you've done. To really to get like an entire league fully thought out, fully I mean Motion Sports Network to have a place to to you know to have all the shows, the podcasts, the live podcasts there are the live shows uh, the rules the the teams getting new teams sponsors uh, yeah social media organizing all of that I can barely do my own Uh, everything you've done it's uh, dude I I don't know how you have a job have a family and do KBBT and KFL uh, definitely I think some other people have tried to take the title, but you are now officially the hardest working man in kayak fishing for sure.
4: Well, here's the deal. I appreciate that, Dan. Dan, remember me and you were talking when this whole thing first came out, you were the first person I called with the idea. And I said, Dan, what do you think? And you're like, Oh, I love this. You know I mean? Just, you were like, "Yeah," you know, cause I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, man. And you, you kind of cut me off mid sentence cause you, you knew the concept. Right. And, um, you know, If it was honestly, it it all falls back to you know, two years ago with the kind of concept. And if it wasn't for your encouragement and and confirmation that this is going to work, then it would never have been birthed, man. I mean, that's the God's honest truth. So, yeah. I thank you for your encouragement, man. You've been right there all along, man. And um, yeah,
2: yeah, I don't have anything to do with that. You have
4: though. I mean, you you do. And this league is not just—it's not just one man. It's you know, it's it's everybody. You know, all the owners who've committed to this and you know have have seen the vision and has inputted their their um, their input and what it should be. I mean. It's not it's not just, you know, one or two people that do this. It's everybody involved, including this man right here. But I mean, you know, he came in at the late, you know, he really uh, helped us out. And to be prepared and have a team ready at, at, at the moment's call, and literally the next day he was ready to go. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's amazing to me, you know. And then here he is facing a very tough matchup in week one, you know, versus the Copperheads and like he said, I mean, he's developed a, an empire, so to speak, in in, in Florida, and um, you know, it's going to be cool because I, I'm friends with a lot of Florida anglers. I'm looking forward to see what happens in your conference, Dan. I mean, in your in your division, there, it's the Southeast is no joke. It's right. going to be a slaughter fest of amazingly talented anglers. I mean, it, it's not so much sometimes the, the talent doesn't win. It's it's always you know, who's going to be the best team. You know what I mean? And I'm very interested to see what happens out of your conference, man. you got six teams in your conference you got to just
2: roll through. It's not going to be easy. No, it's it's definitely going to be tough. Uh, like, we'll be all cutting each other. Because, I mean, at, at the end of the season, you, you have to have the best record to get the home field advantage, to really have a really good shot of making the championship. Because if you're going to somebody else's lake in the playoffs, like we did with the Hammers last year, and we got – you know, we got beat by Texas in the uh Southern Championship. It's man, it's tough to go to somebody else's lake and to win. It is, and, uh, yeah.
4: I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think, I think you guys have the hardest place to win. I think you have the the ultimate home field advantage. Kusa yeah. is, it's. I mean, Neely Henry's tough. I mean, for visitors to come in and try to tackle Neely Henry. Good luck to you, man. <laughs>
2: I mean, good luck. I, I mean, that's, that's why, and, and that's why my questions, but, um, you know, that is why we chose Neely Henry. Cause it, it, it's, there's a lot of fish. It gets a lot of pressure, but it's really difficult to catch 18 plus inch fish. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of teams are back and everybody that came, I think everything that came in last year, especially the Carolina casters who were fishing again on our, on our same home Lake. So I'm worried about that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bell and them, but, um, yeah, it's um uh, it's tough to catch those bigger fish and that's that's why we chose it as home field. But uh but Randy, that that's one of my questions is as an owner and I guess Greg from, from last year, how do you how did y'all choose your home lakes? Because I, I know especially with y'all, y'all share some lakes. Um uh, you know, y'all are kind of have the same home waters as some other teams right
3: well the the really cool thing is you know because of the KAF, we travel all over the state and we go to all these lakes so um there's a there's a large majority of them that we have fished and there's a small majority that we haven't so pretty much you can go i know i know where some of these guys are going to pick some of their lakes um you know we we all fish tenor we all fish those things but i like to fish some of the unusual ones i mean we do have a couple of the the big names like lake toho for instance that's on our that's on our roster but then we also have a couple spots that are the unusual places that still get the cell signal and things like that to have anglers go to and um you know you like to have a challenge to them too you like to you like to make it but we also want to make it tv worthy so we want to catch good quality fish so you want to take them to a place that not a lot of people know but we also know that you can catch good quality fish And um, that we have a lot of those opportunities down here in Florida. And then also working with three to four other teams out of our state that is wanting to come into the state and fish some of those lakes. So working with those other owners and working with those other teams, trying to develop a schedule so we don't we're not stomping on each other's toes and to give. Uh, credit where credit's due like to allow the Florida copperheads to make their selections first and hold on to their lakes because their grandfather, they're, they're, they're the, the, one of the founding fathers, you know, let them do their thing and then have the other guys and the other teams make their choices. So we really try to work hand in hand. Sometimes it's not always a good battle, but you, you kind of get some of the lakes that you get and then you get, you don't get upset. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. So what, what, Florida what Florida has what
2: a ton of three, what, what are your
3: three home lakes? So we have Toho. We also have, uh, Keenansville and we also are at A1 Fed as another one. And why did I just go blank on my other lake? A1 Fed, yeah. A1 uh-huh. Fed's a nice hidden secret down here at Jim in South Florida. Um, okay, Okeechobee, man. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not Okeechobee. Well, it's... No, that,
2: that's that, that's a Copperheads.
3: Oh, that's yeah. right.
2: It is okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well. we're we're going to fish Okeechobee, which that's I've it. been to before and I love.
3: So I'm excited to be going back. So now, now you, now I gotta look real quick. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't it's all right. It's spot. it's perfectly fine. Um, Toho A one Feb, and should just be three. Brent, four. that's it. Yeah, that's three. Sorry, I was double checking because we did have four as a backup, but it got booted. Okay. Okay.
2: A1FED, gotcha. now, now
3: I want to know what that is. That is a water management area that's down here in South Florida, south of Okeechobee, um, wow. and it's only open on the weekends, but it's public access.
2: So, it, like, it,
3: who who manages it? So it's, it's managed by the um, water management team here in South Florida and it is all water controlled right through the middle. So it takes everything from Okeechobee. uh, The water draw goes through the Everglades instead of going out the sides like it did before in all of the newscasts. So so like the red, no more red tide because of that? Hopefully. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, or you could just quit spraying grass and that, that might, Uh,
3: I'm in firm agreement of that one. So
2: we'll leave it at that one. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, how did you choose? If you have all these other anglers, I mean, some you'll definitely fish the two Florida teams. How did you choose which home lakes you're going to put people on? So, and and I ask that because your area is a little bit different. Like mine is where I have, I mean, I could put somebody on Smith Lake where it's 200 feet and clear. I uh, I could put somebody on a River. Or I could put them on a lake. South Florida's central and South Florida's kind of you know.
3: A bowl, a yeah. grassy bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we want to go where we want to, we want to go where the most fish can be broadcasted and televised. And obviously, we all know Lake Toho has been used throughout the nation for all sorts of events. So, you could put quality through there. And then we wanted to bring um, a little bit of excitement. You know, we wanted to showcase a couple other events that haven't been in areas. <clears throat> like, for instance, Keensville. Um there hasn't been too many. Broadcastings of that area so we wanted to show a little light on that on on that and then also a1 fed we wanted to bring that into into play because not a lot of anglers know about it and it's a water managed area and it's public access you can go in there as long as you don't have a motor uh you know you're not allowed to have a gas motor you can have an electric motor and and fish in there and so um it's it's a beautiful place to go and to be there so you know um how we chose which teams are going to go we tried not to make the farthest team north go to the farthest place south um cuz that would have just been awful um nice, right? you know uh we're new to the game but at the same time we're also trying to set a level of, of professionalism throughout the organization and not trying to not trying to go after the other guy but also not trying to make it so difficult that they can't even get to the place you know what i'm saying and um for us it's it's about coming in here putting our best foot forward, producing a great show and producing great fish and uh, hopefully pulling out some wins and doing well this year.
2: And it seems like it'd be difficult in Florida to even have lakes that have that much cell service, right?
3: A lot of the Royal areas, um, even like you go to one corner of Toho and the cell (laughs) signal is awful. So, you know... You have to be. You have to be very cautious of where your cell signals are, your towers are, and to make it. Keynesville is not an easy place, but if you're out in the open, you're okay. But if you're close to a bank, cell signals gone.
2: <laughs> and kind of, I could, I, Greg, you, you could speak on this too. But our rules are different whenever it comes to boundaries because you only have to have a certain amount of acreage. Mm-hmm. Did you play with anything with? Uh, with boundaries on certain lakes, where how does that come into play for y'all? Ours is different. Where Neely Henry, we're giving them dam to dam, as long as they're you know in a, a creek that feeds the main lake, the main river, you can <clears throat> fish anywhere you want to. It's it's wide open. Is that something that y'all thought about?
3: Well, I, th- I know for sure for us that we uh, definitely looked at putting some boundaries on some areas because you can get way back in housing developments on some of these lakes and stuff like that and we don't want anybody going up in the housing development so you know we're gonna we're gonna probably landlock it to the lakes itself and up to certain points only because um we want to we want to eliminate maybe a little bit of that competition that could happen inside those canals
2: okay that's where i'd be going first because they they put us on okeechobee we couldn't go off the lake and there's a couple of you know, sub- there's one subdivision on the west side I really wanted to fish. And whenever they said, oh, you have to be on the lake. I'm like, damn, that hurt. that really hurt me. I-, I was actually, whenever I went and fished there in a college event, I was in the lock, me and my buddy. He caught a nine there. And oh. uh, Yeah, we, we would have had, it was the biggest fish he's ever caught still to this day. It was a nine three. I think whenever it had to spit some stuff up because. It was bigger than that, I swear, whenever we caught it. And <laughs> if we would have caught every fish that we had on, like had bite that day, because there was a couple of them that we saw and a couple of other ones that came off, we would have had over 40 pounds. Yeah. It was just one of those magical days. Wow. But super high risk, high reward, you know, punching two ounce weights and, you know, stuff like that. So you're not going to get them all. But, well um, i
3: mean you, you go down to lake Okeechobee. you gotta fish lake Okeechobee. you can't fish the canal leading into lake Okeechobee. i mean that's the part of the 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 magic of fishing the lake so i i can see why um uh, they limit everybody to inside the yeah. lake only um we've done that at our events for the KAF, and um it does el- eliminate some of anglers specialty but it forces anglers to go out and try to catch those big old hogs because they're tucked up in there. And
2: oh yeah, um, and and when, whenever they said that for Okeechobee, it's like oh we have the biggest lake in in the country. I think that's reasonable. You know, it, it wasn't a boundary issue at all. It was you know ah it sucks I can't fish here, but uh, so okay. I I get it. Yeah, there's some stuff like the Monkey Box or wherever you want to fish. There's some places that are going to be really hard to get to on Okeechobee because it's so big. That, massive i guess that's the one it, thing i'm concerned about
3: it's all about knowing your ramps and your locations of those ramps and getting into the locations of how to get there and uh, okeechobee can chew you up and spit you out it can make you a hero or make you a zero and um it's all about knowing how to get into those areas from the outlying uh ramps and stuff to get you into those locations yeah for sure
2: well greg whenever you did it was there I guess what were the considerations whenever you were choosing your lakes or trying to bring an opponent's onto your lakes? Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, we want
4: to open up as much of the water as we can um, within reason, you know, I mean, the Potomac river is huge. Um, So that's another giant one. It is. So, you know, we, we kept it to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge because anything above that is D.C., and we don't want you fishing D.C. waters. Um, and, and then, you know, cutting it all the way down which is south, it's called the 301 Bridge. So it opens up both Maryland and Virginia side, pl- plenty of fish, pl- plenty of fishing areas for all to fish. So we, that's more of a, actually, that's more of the boundaries that our local trail uses. So we were consistent with what everybody knew from that standpoint. But, um, you know, the home team, we were very, cognizant about making sure that the home team develops those boundaries because here's the deal i have i don't know neely henry like why would i tell you what boundaries fish You know, i mean like you guys know your your own waters so we were very you know careful to sit there and say the home team has absolute call and it is what it is man you know if they say you can't fish it you can't fish it there's
2: a reason you know so and uh, here's another question are there i mean it's Kind of getting off topic of that, but what are some things even as owners that we're not having to deal with that you're having to deal with? I I guess uh, like I said earlier, I can't believe how much work you've put into all this. <laughs> what are some things that even we don't know that you've had to deal with that are that have been difficult for you trying to get all this off the ground? man, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine okay.
4: There's there's so much behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't see, hear, taste, smell, whatever. I mean, there's like for instance, I mean, doing the graphics, the graphic works. We don't have a guy that does. it. I do it. You know what I mean? Um, you're doing you know, the standings, doing the points, doing the fantasy uploads, doing, um, you know, all you know, basically talking with the sponsors, making sure we're okay there, and making sure all the teams um have all their players signed up on fishing chaos making sure that all the players are assigned to the right team making sure all the tickets are right making sure you know our judges have the best you know access to make it all happen making sure the broadcast team is ready to go making sure the broadcast team has all the you know all the starters making sure that you know they have enough information to make sure we have good stuff making sure all the technology works you know go no, to the stream working
2: with fishing chaos just to to be able to do a team format like this.
4: Yeah. And then we, we did that from scratch. The app was created by scratch. I mean, I developed the app. I mean, you know, and so making sure, all you know, the website works. I, mean, I, I did the website. I mean, it's, it's all those things and making sure it's all uh, done, you know. Um, and I'll be honest with you, you know, with my career, my family. I mean, things just get overlooked and I have to kind of go back through the day and making sure, you know, everything's good. I mean, Daniel, I mean, I'm not complaining. I love it, but the amount of messages I get, I've got 28 owners and everybody's got their own, you know, question, just the simple things like the IDs, the KFL IDs. I created all the KFL IDs for all the teams, making sure blue Fox uh, gifts has those, you know, for, um, you know, for the, uh, the, t- the attorney tags. Uh, making sure the KFL store okay, making sure Tim's got what he needs to make sure that he's got enough stuff for the attorney tax. We just signed on jigs and bigs, you know, making sure that those guys have everything and all the access that they need to do the post game coverage. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes behind this and it's, and it's a it's a monster of my own creation. I get it. but when you open yourself up with all these platforms, um, you know and you and you're looking to make sure that you have, As many eyes on this product as possible, it's just part of it, it, man. You know what I mean? It's just part of it. And again, um, I wish I can just sit there and tell somebody, hey, man, do this for me, you know? But the problem is it takes me longer to train them to do it than me just to do it myself and just move on, you know? Do that. Honestly, just that's only that's only the tip of it. I mean, there's, I mean, Randy knows what you know was like running running stuff. I mean, there's the the big thing too. I'll be honest with you, man. I was worried about it was insurance, like trying to find insurance to cover a nationwide Mm -hmm. kayak trail series and making sure that the coverages are in place. And I mean. And then you got to worry about permits up in the North, making sure that there's a general policy for all the um, permits up in the North and and make sure all the guys are covered, man. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal, man. And and then helping other teams start their LLCs or, you know, in the business end, I mean, there's a lot of questions about the business portion of it and the franchise and try to walk teams through on how to open up the businesses and, and title it and everything else. and, I mean, it's a multi-tier, multi-faceted deal. It's something that's never, again, never been done. And we're all walking this road of the new path together. And, you know, we're all learning from one another. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a big undertaking, man. It's a
2: big battleship, for sure. It, is it getting easier every year? Like, you you kind of built it out the first year? Or has it been more difficult the second year? It's been a lot more difficult because there's we've taken a big step.
4: You know, and, and, and again, we were on Pride Outdoor Network last year. Okay. They went away. I mean, they, they walk. I mean, you can't get on Pride anymore. Okay. So where are you going to put your product? Like, y- y- so I created a network. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was like, I got to do something. And here's the deal. Like, my goal was to get a thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel for Motion Sports before we started the kfl um you know the kfl um week one well we've got 932
2: (laughs) you know what i mean like doing that yeah stop what you're doing pause a podcast go follow them motion sports network on youtube on uh you can follow it all over i I have it on the app i have it i mean i I listen to y'all all over the place
4: Well, the key is the thousand. Why you say, why is a thousand? Because the Google algorithms change dramatically. If you have a thousand subscribers, it exponentially grows from there. You know what I mean? And that's the magical number. It also allows for ads and all sorts of stuff you can do. But that is the key. If you get to a thousand, it makes things. uh, Google will start um, allowing other people see your content you know, a lot more. So it grows the product. So I've been, Daniel, I'll be honest with you, I've been busting my tail trying to get to that magical number, man. And it's putting out content every single day. You know what I mean? Whether it be regular sports or fishing or something, you know, that you can just put the blurbs together and say, Hey man, catch us here, you know?
3: And, and that's natural, real growth. That's not going out and buying your subscribers. That's natural, real growth in the industry.
4: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Google, Google will tell you, or like basically they won't recommend any of their um, visitors to your Google channel. If you're trying to buy subscribers, like it shuts it down. Like you're not going to be able to do that.
2: Well, I'll never know. I'm at 160 on YouTube and I think I've maxed out. That's as viral as I get. Yeah. I'll never get to a thousand.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No, it's, 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 it's tough, man. And, you know, again, it's it's also you're trying to keep yourself relevant, you know, and, and come up with some fresh stuff, you know, without souring the product. That's right. another thing that's tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it it's at the end of the day, the basis of it, it's just fishing. You know what I mean? It's just fishing, man. You know, we're just having fun. But guys, I, I mean, my ultimate goal for this is I was talking to a good friend of mine, Jim Johnson, yesterday, and I kind of broke down and it was like we were talking about, you know, what what's the whole premise and the basis about this? Like for me, you know, sports was everything in my life. Like, you know, the team aspect going and being with your buddies and having that camaraderie and guys in military. Dan, you understand this. You're in the military, right? I mean, you know, there's there's a special bond that took place. Not to say that sports or anything you know, can ever re, you know replace the, the bonds that you build while you know, fighting for this country together hand in hand. But, you know, growing up as kids, we we had a bond of teammates. It's so funny because I literally was just getting messages on my cell phone. One of my best friends that I used to work with when I first started my career just looked me up and he's like, hey, we used to work together at First Virginia Bank. He's like my one of my greatest friends I've ever had. I haven't talked to him in 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> you just literally messaged me. I'm like, Oh my God, dude. But it's just like those memories of people that you've worked with or, you know, uh, played sports with or whatever. And then you, you had that common bond for, for many, many years. You know, we all live our separate lives. We all go different ways. We all go different places, but to be able to kind of come together as a team, as a, as a group of people who have a common you know goal and bond and putting on a uniform and going to a place that maybe you've never been before and try to challenge yourself to beat that other team in a, in a competitive environment. It's so great to me, man. I'm a competitor through and through. I love to compete. I love to win. I hate to lose, but it's more, this has been like after KFL year one, it's been a lot more than that to me. It's been hosting, hosting, And getting to know these other anglers from all the other places, going to other places and hanging out with them, and just enjoying their fellowship, man. That's what it shares the most. It's awesome. It's incredible.
3: Well, the other thing, too, that Greg's got going for him, too, is now he's created teams that can help him inside of this so now he can go out and fish saturday and he can trust the people to go go on the back inside and produce a show host the show take care of the show for him so he can go out and enjoy the day out in the water with his team and Mm -hmm. be there so he's starting to make teams and pockets to make this uh relief that pressure off of him and they can actually enjoy what he created and 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 found it
4: yeah and that's what's so great about too man because you know, again, forming that other team, you know, like he's talking about, like not the team that you compete with, but the, the team of broadcasters that we have, you know, um, and the ta- I mean, talented people, man. I mean, yourself, Dan, Randy, I mean, uh, Juice, uh, Blake. I mean, all these guys are very talented uh, individuals. And I mean, they're not getting paid a dime right now. I mean, they're just doing this, you know, out of fun. Now hopefully we'll get to that point where we can do that, but we're doing it just for, cause we love content creation and we love our sport and we believe in the product, man. And I cannot wait to see where this takes us. Because I think, I think that this is going to change kayak fishing. Now, I, there's a lot of naysayers out there that, that think don't think that. But I think this is going to be the place to be. If you're not on a team, you're going to be missing out.
2: I mean, if, if you look at the people who have bought in from year one, from nothing to year one, and then year one to year two, I mean, names are, they are what they are, but, if you go just by that, I mean, it's, yeah, We so the biggest names, at least half of the biggest names in kayak fishing are, are fishing KFL now. And that's exactly year right. two. That's year, year two. What, what will year three be year four? Well,
4: I, I think this year is going to be the year of the unknowns. I think you're going to see who a Chris Mitchell is. Nationally, people never heard of this guy. People in Florida know who Chris Mitchell is. Mm-hmm. I think the, on the national level, can't going to know. they
2: Chris Mitchell. Yep. Write that down. Is he fishing this week? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I have to change one of my people, Randy told me. So. <laughs> or,
3: or, or Greg told me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no, I, I agree with Greg. I think that this year, because it's, it's, it's been expanded so much, that we're going to learn so much about more individuals about their personality, their style, the way that they get out there and fish as a group and as a, as a team and to go out and compete. And not only that, but you're going to see four other anglers at another event from that team and learn about them and be more involved and to understand, Hey, fantasy, fantasy fishing is going on. You've got this group event going on over here. You've got this team going against this team because interstate rivalries are going to happen. Now it's just going to grow. And that's the way, that that's why we did sports when we were kids, you know, we got on baseball teams and football teams and did soccer and did all these other things because we wanted to go against that team that we did not like from our school. And you wanted to be a part of that. You wanted to be involved in that, you know, it was whether it was the team across the street or the team in another state, it was still your rival and it's still what you wanted it to be. That's what we want, and so Greg's created a platform to allow us to create those things and to have a little bit of smack talk, to have a little bit of fun, but at the same time, put out a product that's going to want people to be involved in it.
2: I I know I've heard you say this before, Greg, but now if we're at 28 teams, whenever you max out at 32, which is the cap that you've set, like whenever there's a limited amount of space and there's more demand, the team, it seems like teams are going to get better or teams are going. I, I don't know if you have people knocking on your door who are better anglers than somebody who's currently on your team. Once all the teams are full and they can't create their own team anymore. You know, it's it's only going to make the teams better.
4: Well, that's yeah. it's just natural, natural progression. I mean, here's the deal. Like they are talking about sub leagues and everything else, like a farm teams and stuff like that. I mean, I think, I don't think we're anywhere close to that, but I think, you know, once we get 32 teams, it can only be better, right? Like as long as, you know, the current, uh, anglers of quality anglers that we have, you know, like the product, like what they're doing and they, and they fish with us again next year. Yeah. I mean, the teams are only going to get more competitive. I mean, they really are. So like you said, man, um, I mean, there's, there's anglers out there that are still unbelievable talented anglers. Um, you know that, that they're not convinced that this is right for them because of time and effort it, there's a lot of time that goes into this um or one thing or another
2: so a lot of time
4: yeah it, it is it's a lot yeah. of time there's no doubt about it man um but that's why you have eight players so you don't have to fish every event you don't have to fish every game you know so but um yeah it's 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 really, really cool man um i mean i don't know i i, I just uh i, I think we're going to see i think we're going to see some major upsets this week I think we're going to see it, man. I really do. I think.
2: Uh, who, who do you think is going to lose? Who's the, who's the major upset? Tennessee. Let me just tell you this: Sam and them have a chance. I I I, I do a Here is a question I asked Sam: This is how are we going? I, how are we going to do times with that? Because, like, if our start time is seven, how do they? The people fishing the Hobie aren't going to say, "Well." I'm going to start fishing. No, our, I mean, our start
4: time's at 6, but here's the deal. Like, they can still fish Hobie. They just can't hmm. submit their fish until
2: 6 o'clock. But they can fit, so they have to do those fish count? Not, anything below, before 6 o'clock does not count, towards KFL.
4: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so if it's I think there's – is is their start time 5.30? I don't, yeah, I don't know.
2: I, okay. I thought it was – I thought the start time was 7, from 7 to 12 and 1 to – one to seven,
4: you talking right. about KFL?
2: Yeah, no, it's six, 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 six to one. Oh, okay. Well, that's not yeah, that's yeah. that's that's not much in. Okay, yeah. I was one. I was just wondering how that was going to work. Yeah, no, we it's, have, six to, it's six to one and twelve to seven. Because I know we're fishing a. We have a home game the same week that we have a local tournament, so that that makes it easy. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Try not I mean, to catch
2: the biggest one. In that right probably, probably get five thirty, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean.
4: I, and a lot of and a lot of ga- a lot of games are play, play, being played simultaneously from live events. That's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. and you can certainly catch fish from five thirty to six. You just can't submit them. I mean, the, the Apple will not even let you submit them, um, you know, before that. So, and of course, you know, we get timestamps and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll know, you know, if if those fish are caught prior to. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's six to one and twelve to seven. So it shouldn't shouldn't be too bad. Okay there you go yeah but yeah, i mean I, I i can't wait i like you going back to that game in particular i did message sam and i was very upfront i said like, sam i think your team can do it i do and and we talked about this on, on the podcast i was just uh doing it is going to be i think you've got you've got adam murray mike Elsie, jason cassidy and sam jones and then you got christine fisher jody queen eric Siddiqui and josh stewart okay I think it's going to come down to Sam Jones versus Josh Stewart. If Sam can somehow wow.
2: beat Josh Stewart on Chickamauga, Tennessee will win. But I, I, I mean, right now, the begin of, the very beginning of June, those fish, a lot of them, I mean, not all of them, I would say the meat has just went offshore. I mean, this is historically. Right. It's just went offshore. They're out there. They're stupid. Sam loves to fish deep. And I, I don't think Josh is he, I'm sure he's versatile. All I know about him is cinco is a great angler. I don't know what he prefers or what he doesn't, but if he throws a Senko, I'm guessing he's more of a shallow water angler. Mm-hmm. And and they can obviously be caught on check shallow, but uh Sam, if he goes offshore and gets on the right school, I mean he could he could put up all ten.
4: Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, I, I just think I just think that you know it, and I'll be honest with you, like my own game, you know, um, Motor City, they're coming, they're coming to town. They, they beat us here last year. Um, now, I'm uh-huh. fishing this year, but I, I think they can come in and beat us. I, I do because the Potomac River is so unpredictable right now. It's like you said, it's in a transition period. We're completely off of post-spawn. We're in the post-spawn funk right now. And, and some guy can find a school of bigs that they just come across and smoke us. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't think that's, uh, unreasonable for them to come in and beat us you know I mean do I am I going to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen you daggone right I am <laughs> you know what I mean but you know yeah I think that that kind, of, that kind of stuff can happen the Potomac River is just like that I mean it's a wonderful fishery when it's on and then it can be really tough when
2: it's not so and Randy where are y'all fishing this weekend
3: oh we're at the rock we're at Tanner Rock down here um, so uh, home game uh, no, it's actually an away game. We're going against the Copperheads, um, and it, it still feels like a home game to us because we yeah. fish these waters. So, um, you know, that's the that's a blessing in disguise right there. But uh, you know, th- they've got a well organized team that's been together for a year. They've traveled in the state as a team, um, and you know, they've done all of our KAF events as a team, and they've all excelled at those. So. Um, you, you know it's going to be a great opportunity to be the the underdog on it and still go to our one of our home lakes that we say and still try to put up numbers and this weekend's going to be some foul weather and some different things so it's just a different place and we know it pretty well in the rain we love fishing in the rain yeah
2: right, what yeah what, you know, what what kind of numbers
3: y'all going to put up there
2: i mean is it going to be over 200
3: It could. It could easily be done, Uh, especially on the way this weather and this this, uh, front's coming in. It could easily be done because it's all gearing up for uh, tropical storms. So um, it's going to be, it could be a nasty feeding frenzy. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, what the rock has to produce this weekend.
2: Oh, so are y'all getting that tropical storm that's coming off Mexico right now? Yeah, we're expecting
3: it to be here hopefully by Friday and moving and pushing all that rain and everything in this way. So they're talking about like 20 mile per hour gusts at times. Well,
2: is so, is, is Rock that open or is it a little more?
3: Depends on your lakes. We have 30 something lakes in that area. So, you know, you get on the wrong lake, you can have a bad day easily. But if you get on the right lake, you can be sheltered, you can be covered and you can, uh, have, a, you can have a great day. But it, the rock plays out really, really well in rain. So um, right. it should be a lot of fun when it's blazing hot there it's miserable <laughs> yeah
2: mm. and it, it used to be mines is that what it was
3: that's right it's Tenerock mines uh all mines uh sulfate mines throughout there and i've been turned over to the water management to uh Rock fishing now and it's all managed in that area and it, it's it's they've done a great job of you know you can only have so many boats or kayaks out on the water you can only have so many people out there so there's they're limited numbers on some some have they're so big that they have like 30 people that can be out there
2: oh on each lake
3: yeah so it, some yeah. of them are like four three twos twos two people on lakes and some are oh. big numbers so uh they do a great job of managing it there
2: how do they manage that? Do you have to get a permit beforehand? Or? You have
3: to walk in. You have to go to a gate, uh, get pull, give them your license, tell them what lake you're going to. They give you a tag that you put up in your window, and you can go there. You can fish any lake throughout the day, but you have to go back to the to the shack, to the welcoming center, and um, turn in that hope tag and get another available. two. Yeah, and hope yeah. it's
2: a- Yeah. Wow, that's crazy.
3: I swear I'd live in
2: Florida if my wife would move. I work remote. I I could do it. I don't know why she doesn't want to go. Me
3: too, bro. Me too, man. Yeah. Well, you're ha- you're here for like half the year, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know.
4: I know. Without apology, um but <laughs> you know, we'll see. You know, I got two couple years before my youngest one gets out of high school, and things might be changing then. So we'll see.
2: I love it. I mean, alabama's great too. But if I could be in Florida, that's. The only place I would move to—that's where it would be. I love how It's, it's, it's hilarious because
3: I'm ready to get out of here and go to another place. Really? <laughs> I, I love the fishing and I love the people down here, but when you—it's the crowds, the numbers, and the quantity and density of of human beings—is starting to get a little overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, really? The, wow. It's the new New York City. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. H- have you noticed that that much of an increase?
3: <laughs> oh yeah tremendously it's 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 putting a hurt and i mean you can go to a local fishing hole down here and there could be another 20 people 30 people Mm -hmm. uh in a jet ski or a boat or uh all kayakers now i mean it's it's really starting to get dense in here wow that sucks but everybody wants to move to florida yeah well i'm one of
2: those people i I guess i i want to move a little bit less now I'll stand out. Freedom. Yeah.
4: Although, like, my second choice, 100% it's North Alabama. I love
2: that area, man. Yeah. yeah. North, North Alabama, Huntsville is just right really number one place to live. Number I mean, one place been, to I've, live. I've been saying that for years. Huntsville, if you're looking for work or something else and you're looking for a place to move, man, Huntsville is. I, I can't believe more people aren't moving there, except for housing because it's expensive because there's so many people have moved there and it's booming so much. But. Jobs, beautiful place, great fishing, yeah, good food. Yeah, right. North Alabama is specifically. I love Florence, which is Pickwick, but the whole Huntsville, Gunnersville, that whole area is mm-hmm. an awesome place to be. Well, the cool thing it's,
3: is, is you're also not too far away from Chattanooga. I mean, you've got other places yeah. you can get to from there. It's yeah. not too too difficult. Two hours from Nashville, and
2: yeah, hour from Birmingham and Huntsville. because I live in Birmingham. I don't mean to get on a whole deal, but They've opened up a new center, and they've taken all the good concerts from my city, from Birmingham. So now every, all the good people are going up there now, rather than here. Oh wow, sucks. Yeah, they opened some new arena. It's taking everybody. <sighs> they have really good bookers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I don't want to hold you up anymore. I no, appreciate it. anything else you want to say about the KFL. People need to know before we before we sign off here.
4: Just, I mean. <sighs> Tune in support, just, you know, be a fan, be a fan of the local team, support your local team, man. I mean, there's a lot of hard work that goes into, you know, the, being in, in, in a team and, and the dedication these these anglers are doing, man. I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, as I said, it's it's just going to be, it, it's, it's innovative. Let me just say that. It's an innovative approach to fishing. And um, it kind of reminds you, like Randy was saying, like when you were a kid, um, you know, playing for a sports team—that's what it's. This is about. So, um, I, I have become fans of other teams that I'm not even a part of. Man, I just, I just love the players, man. I, I really do. I mean, they're characters. I just, I root for them, and um, and I'll be, I'll be honest. There's some people I'm root against. <laughs> you know, what I mean, there's some people I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> ain't your time.
2: You know what I mean, uh, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Some of the emails that I've seen, uh, there's going to be some. If you like watching, you like people talking trash, dude. You've got to watch this podcast coming up the the recap show. What on Thursdays? Mm-hmm. Is that when it's yes. going? To be?
0: Yeah, it's
2: going to it's going. If you like shit talking, it's going to be like like great, a top shelf shit talking so uh yeah, the you definitely way
4: that story. is structured is and, and their vision for this which i think was perfect man because we're all the kind of the same age it's 1993 sports center with charlie steiner dan patrick and Stuart scott that's the kind of approach that they're trying to do with this recap show it's kind of a, that kind of calamity it's gonna be fun you know I mean?
2: yeah I, we'll I, I know my guys have been thinking up some 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 shit talking to do themselves so well I, it's it's a little bit y'all love it up there in the north y'all love trash talking a little bit more than what we do down here your liable will get cut I mean, <laughs> it, we, we don't talk too much smack because you know people people get real sensitive up there y'all y'all you know that's your thing but yeah, it, uh,
4: yes i mean sure i mean that's uh, just yeah there, there's gonna be some people like. I don't know man you're you're going to have some people who are just so humble and so appreciative of what they're doing and then okay. you've got Jason Gardner <laughs> I mean you know he, he just doesn't care you know what I mean he'll say it smack it talk it and then you know when he when he just falls flat on his face he doesn't care he's going to talk more trash you know what I mean so yeah. uh it's it to one and each his own I guess you know but I it's, think it,
2: uh, it, it's all going to cut loose too because if you don't trash talk and people are sent, people are doing the trash talk. And then you find out a week later, like you can't respond in time. You have, the game is already over. They talk trash Yeah, find out what happened. And then, so it'll get more people who didn't before into it because, you know, cause you're always a week behind it.
3: So I, can, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in thinking all those that are quiet beforehand, when you get them on a camera, watch out. So can I, can I tell you a quick story that happened last year? Yeah,
4: man. Uh, they're not with us this year, so I'm gonna talk trash with them. So, <laughs> uh, West Virginia Mountain, uh, the West Virginia Appalachian Anglers. So I had we had a game in West Virginia, and beforehand, like you said, talking trash. And I had posted on their their social media site that Virginia is gonna take back country roads because back that song was written about western virginia yeah. okay the shenandoah river is not in west virginia it's in virginia okay so it talks about shenandoah river you know and and and, and the appalachian valley well west virginia stole that song from virginia i don't care what they say they, they took it as their own so i told them we're taking that song back after we beat their asses in west virginia right and you should have seen the responses and like people are coming up to me in west virginia Like, are you that asshole that wrote that? I'm like, yeah, man, that was me. Well, and then they just like, that's our song. Like, that's our song. Country roads is our song. I mean, just so offended, right? Well, they beat us at a whopping 29 inches to zero, okay? We caught over 60 fish in the Greenbrier River, my, my team and I, and we scored zero scorable bass over 14 inches. It was unbelievable. They scored two on the green River, river okay so they started you know basically playing country roads we went to a restaurant and there's (laughs) fans there and the whole community's there and they're cheering on west virginia you know and they're playing country roads and they're just digging it in right well when west virginia came over to washington we beat them okay so there's a video of me kind of like george washington on my kayak standing up holding my chest like my my, my uh, life vest and i'm kind of like doing like you know like the captain the Morgan's pose you know what i mean yeah. and i've got you know country roads being played and i played it everywhere like you know after we beat them, and i'm i was getting death threats dude <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: just like that's our song that's our song you know anyway it was hilarious man but i have to give west Virginia, i am very sad that they're not part of the kfl this year because the f- greatest fan base i've ever seen and sensitive sensitive but they loved their team man and it was um it was so much
2: fun man it was a lot of fun well, well of course they do they're all related to the people <laughs> <in> the <game. laughs> it, it was uh, hatfield and mccoy man there's no doubt about it
4: dude they were they were something else man but um I, I tell you, I've never, I've never seen a fan base so sensitive, but yet so much fun to pick on, man. It was great. Well,
2: I'm sorry, Mark. Don't, uh, Mark Edwards, don't get mad at me for, for that <laughs> West Virginia. Joke. He knows his, he knows his state sucks. His state sucks for fishing. I'm sorry,
4: Mark's a heck of an angler. How he comes yeah. out of West Virginia and an angler like that is beyond me because his state sucks when it comes to bass fishing.
2: Period. Well, maybe, na- Virginia na- maybe next, maybe next year he'll, maybe. <laughs> Maybe next year he'll start a West Virginia team back up.
4: I hope, but hopefully they're not going to put us on the Greenbrier or New River because I think a total of literally West Virginia wound up producing last year a total of maybe, I think, eight scoreable bass. Wow.
2: I mean, they they could have Jody Queen, Matt Ball, Mark Edwards because I I think Matt Ball is right on the other side of the border. I mean, in Ohio. I, I think they touch. I, I'm I'm not good, but yeah. there's geography. Amazing there. so that, that, ang- that's at least three in West Virginia.
4: Dude, I'm telling you, there's some amazing hammers coming out of West Virginia. I don't see how, because, I mean, their fishing is terrible in this state. So it, it's statistically the worst state of bass fishing in the country. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. No joke. Wow. I yep. wouldn't have thought that. Yep. So, Mark, I love you to death, man, but your state sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I, man, I appreciate y'all being on and, and good luck this season. I mean, not too much luck. Uh, well, I, well, Randy, not too much luck to you. Greg, I hope we see y'all in the championship. Randy, I hope y'all do great. Just win less win than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoop this all the other good. Florida teams. Yeah. Well, whoop yeah. all them so then that way whenever we go to Okeechobee, they're just like, this season doesn't even matter. We're not even going to try <laughs> Yeah. So, and some yeah, people no quit and yeah i can only hope <laughs> uh, yeah y'all be good and uh thanks oh. again for being on we'll see y'all again uh yeah good luck this season and i'll talk to y'all for
1: too long all right man thank you very much bye. There you go.
2: all right everybody we'll see y'all again next week
1: bye thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and finn